Thank you, sir. Amen. All right. Well, it's been a quick week. Seems like I'm, it should be Sunday, you know. And um, now it's time. You know, I love Sundays. I, how you doing? My name is Benny Bethlehem. What's your name? And uh, but I don't like the last of the week because you have to say bye, you know. And so, uh, but I, I love, I have really enjoyed my time here. And usually I say these, say these remarks for the last uh, of the service, but uh, you never know what's going to happen at the last of the service. And so I, I try not to, I try to make these remarks at the end of the, I mean, at the beginning of the service now. And uh, you've been so kind. I've been telling my wife every night and daughter how friendly you are and, and how you allowed me to be myself here. And a lot of times people want, they have expectations of you and, you know, and uh, you've just been, you just have accepted me as Benny Beckham. Amen. And uh, I sure appreciate that. Well, Psalms one night, one 39 again tonight, Psalms 139, Psalms 139, <clears throat> my throat's dry tonight, if I could, if maybe I could get just a little bit of water please, uh, oh, okay, thank you, thank you, wow. Ask and thou shalt receive. Amen. Thank you. Um, Psalms 139 is a prayer. And uh, <clears throat> I, like, I like to preach through Psalms 139. And uh, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a tremendous study uh, on the omniscience of God and omnipotence of God and omnipotence of my presence of God. The whole, the whole prayer deal, deals with that. And um, I, want, I, I would love to write a book on Psalms 139 one day because it's such a wonderful psalm. But in verse 1, uh, it kind of goes along with what... Um, because God really has been piercing into our heart, hasn't he? He's been... Boy, he's been digging into my heart. And... Um, now, I, every every day he digs into my heart, and he shows me he shows me what I what I am, and uh, so, uh, and I believe he's been digging into your heart too. Uh, it was evident last night. Uh, many of you confessed some things, and 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 and, and, and folks, that's what revival's about. It's not about entertainment and performing and. And that type thing, you know, I'm not here for you to, uh, I'm not even here for you to like me. Uh, you know, I'm not here to entertain you or, or perform. I'm just here to preach the word of God, amen. And, uh, and, and, and if I ever start being an entertainment, would you ask God to spank me, amen? Uh, just pull out the rod and just beat me good. Amen. Because we don't need it. We we need the we need the pure word of God today. 
And we need this searching. We need this. I know I do. Am I the only one? You know, uh, I need, I need God to dig into me. Amen. All right. I believe, I really do, I believe um, David may have said it somewhat like this. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, thou. Thou hast. Thou hast searched. Dug into me. You have pierced me. And thou know known me. You know me, God. Father, been a wonderful week. Thank you. Thank you for just working it out. Lord, I'm my heart goes out to the young man that his church fell apart on. And Lord, they'll have to pay for that. And I ask you to strengthen that young man, his young wife and children know where to go but Lord that allowed me to come here I don't understand that type of thing but Lord I I know that you were in me being here this week and I thank you for allowing me to be able to just be me just preach the book and Father, you have dug into our hearts. I know that you have mine. And you have showed me some things. Even though I'm the preacher, I'm the one that's delivering the message for you. Lord, you have really worked in my heart again this week. And Father, I ask you to do it again tonight. But not only my heart, but the hearts of my brothers and my sisters. And Father, I pray that I can be, I can be compassionate and sensitive. I pray, Father, for the lost man that lost person that might be here, Lord, that they'll give their life to you tonight. Thank you. I, uh, I pray that you'll be with Jeanette and Julia back home. Watch over them. Thank you. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's turn to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And we'll begin in verse 1 again. The Bible says, If ye then be risen with Christ, since you are in the family of God, since you are saved, amen, um, there are some things I want you to do. And he's going to lay them out. And the first one he says here is to seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. And we have seen every night that God wants us to seek him. And he wants us to seek him first. And not second or third or fourth. But he wants to be number one in our lives. And I hope that you can say, Brother Beckham, he's number one. He's not number two. And I don't want him to be number three. I want him to be number one. Amen. And if everybody would do that tonight, Calvary Baptist Church will will have revival. But, uh, you know, a lot of people don't want that. It's hard for me to comprehend why we wouldn't want that since we are Bible-believing people and we love Christ and we say we are in the family and why wouldn't we want to seek Him and why wouldn't we want to seek Him first? And then it goes in verse 2 about setting our affections, being focused upon the things of God and we come into the house of God so tired and we come... uh, uh, I, I often say to people, people say, oh, Brother Beckham, it, it's so hard, it's so trying to come every night, every night, every night for four or five nights. And I just got a mean streak about me one night. And I said, well, why don't you try it for 51 weeks every night? You know, it, it, it is tiring, and I know it is, and... But, but we can still seek God when we are tired. Don't you think it was tiring for him after they beat him where a man couldn't even tell who he was? And he, and, and, and he had that old cross and, and, and he went all the way to Calvary and he died. No one made him late on that. No one pushed him down there. Nobody uh, held him down there. You know what held him to the cross? His love for you and me. And uh, that's, what, that's what should keep us going. That should, that's, that, that's what should motivate us to seek him and to be focused upon God every day. Just be focused upon him. And the only way you can do that, church, I have said it every night, the only way to do that is to be spirit-filled. 
to be led by the Holy Spirit, Romans chapter 8. And if you want to do a good study, read Romans chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8 and do a detailed study of that. And, and when you get into Romans 8, he will tell you very plainly, you cannot please God in walking in the flesh. You cannot please God if you're not seeking him and, and if you're not focused upon him and if he's not number one. There's no way you can. So we have to crucify that old flesh. We have to crucify those old, remember that old fleshly members of our body and we have to give it to God and say, God, I, I crucify, I mortify, I put to death, I kill my, my flesh for you. That's what we need to do. And then we came to verse 8 and 9 and 10. And, 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 and the Bible again tells us that we are to put off all of, the, all of these. And, and, and many people, they want to hold on to this stuff. And all it's going to do is destroy your testimony. And all it's going to do is maybe put you in a divorce courtroom. It's going to mess up your home. It's going to mess up your life. It's going to mess up the church. It's going to mess up. It's going to just mess up things. And so he said, now I want you to seek. I want you to be focused. I want you to be spirit-filled. I want you to do these things so that you can lay these old rags on the side. Amen. Look at the old rags, the old rags of anger. Some of you have gotten victory over that this week. Hey, I, I rejoice. I went back to the room last night, and, and, and before I, I laid down, I said, Lord, there, there was revival in that church tonight. Thank you for those folks that saw that anger and confessed it and got that old rag out of their life. Amen. I, I guarantee you, those of you that did that last night, was a, I had a much better life today because you wasn't carrying around that old anger. If you carry that stuff around, it will kill you. It will mess up your heart physically. It will mess up your brain. It, uh, uh, anger does, uh, does all kinds of things to the human body. I was not aware of what it actually does to the human body. But God knows that's the reason why he says lay it aside. Uh, and then wrath and malice and blasphemy and filthy communication out of your mouth. We are to be clean mouth people. And then he says lie not one to another. And I haven't said this all week. But he was not talking to a bunch of barroom people here. He was talking to a local church. He was talking to the brethren. He was talking to those that had been risen with Christ. And, and this stuff was there. And, and it's in our churches too. And God says, I can't, I can't bless, I can't do nothing but whip you and curse you as long as you got wearing them old rags. Lay them aside. You young preachers, young preachers are full of this stuff. We need to, don't go into the ministry with the anger and, and that stuff. Uh, make sure you're wearing the new, new clothes. You're going to pastor a church, you're going to have to wear the new clothes. And then we come to verse 12. Oh, my soul, 
This is this. Do you think last night was tough? Well, you better just get ready because verse 12 talks about the new clothes, the things, the way we should be since we are risen with Him. We should, we should have, these, have these clothes. Well, let's, see, let's see the first one here tonight in verse 12. Put on therefore as the elect of God. Now I'm not afraid of that word. I, I've, I've, I know I have preacher friends, Brother Williams, that says, Brother Beckham, you, you read that verse, uh, you read that word elect just like, I, I said, just like it's the word of God, right? Amen. I'm not afraid of the word elect. And I know what I believe. I know what the Bible teaches. And the Bible doesn't teach he's elected this group over here to go to hell and this group over here to go to heaven. That's not in the Bible. Amen. But we are. We have been elected and we have been elected to do some things. Amen. And let me show you what we've been elected to do. It says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on love or charity. Amen. Let's go back up to verse 12 now. Uh, he says, I want you as the elect of God, the beloved uh, of my beloved, I want you to set apart yourself and I want you to do some things. I want you to, to wear, wear these new clothes. Now let's look at the first one tonight, the first scar. There's eight of them. I don't know if we're going to get to all eight of them. Uh, if we do, amen. If we don't, amen. All right, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say exactly what God wants me to say, and then I'll, I'll get down. I've learned that in the last 51 years. Amen? Took 51 years, but I've learned that. Uh, what are the garments to be put on? Well, there's eight of them. Let's look at the first one. The first garment is mercy. Mercy. Now, that, is, that word, mercy, means compassion. Pity, uh, tenderheartedness. And uh, we are to be a loving, compassionate person showing mercy to the lost, to the wayward, to the lonely, to the hurting, to the diseased, to the poor, to the homeless, to the aged, and on and on and on that we could go. But my question to you tonight, are you, are you showing mercy to these people? Uh, hey, the world's not going to show them mercy. The devil's not going to show them any mercy. Uh, the flesh is not going to show them any mercy. Uh, and, 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 and so Jesus said, my church should show the world and these people mercy. But they look at the church and they don't see any difference in the church and them. And, and they say, why should I go to church? 
They, they're just as mean as I am. They are just wicked as I am. Why should I go to church? So uh, the church needs to put on the new clothes and, 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 and not wearing the old clothes where the lost people can come in and get some mercy. Amen? Uh, from whom? Us. God's risen ones. Amen? And uh, But my dad, my dad said to me as a 16-year-old preacher, uh, I said, Dad, why don't you go to church? He said, because I, I, I'm just as good as anybody that goes down, goes that church. And, and for years, he didn't tell me why. But one day, he said, son, uh, you know your song leader? I said, yeah, he's, he's a fine guy, Dad. He said, oh, he's not either. He said, uh, he claims to be a Christian, but he said he cusses, he throws paint cans across the yard, he throws brushes at, uh, at his men, said he's just a wicked guy. And he said, why should I go to church and listen to him sing when I know that he doesn't live what, he, what he's up there singing? And I said, well, Dad, uh, get your eyes off of him. Uh, that's just one. He said, no, son, I work with a lot of those people down there. And he said, I'm not going down there. And, you know, I, I can argue, I could have argued with my dad about that because he went to the grocery store with them. Uh, he, he went to work with them. Why not go to church with them? Yeah. Amen. And, and so look in Isaiah 58 and verse 7, showing mercy. Showing mercy to people. We don't need to be mean-spirited. Amen? Look in Isaiah 58, verse 7. We're going to use our Bibles now. I hope you have one. It is not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. When thou seest the naked, that thou uh, shalt cover him, and that thou shalt hide not thyself from thy flesh. Listen, when we see somebody that needs a little bit of loving, love on them. Amen? Love on them. Show them a little bit of mercy. And then I read in the book of Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, I have shown you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to, to receive. So when you see someone naked, cover them. When you see someone weak, be their strength. Uh, lift them up. Pick them up. Uh, if you have to, uh, just tote them around a little bit. Amen. Uh, uh, forbear their, their burdens with them. Look in Hebrews 13 and verse 3. The Bible says, Remember them that are in bonds, as bound with them, and them which suffer adversity, as being yourselves also in the body. So as a believer, are you wearing this garment? Are you wearing this garment? Uh, when you see someone hurting, are, do you even care? Church, listen, we are to be a caring people. Amen. We are to be a merciful people. Because I'll tell you what, uh, you don't want God to have to teach you by putting you in the gutter to, to care for the one in the gutter. Amen. You don't want to have God to, to put you in the same trial to wake you up. Amen. But he has ways of waking us up. 
And I've already shared one of those things with you uh, about my anger, about my holding grudges. And, and uh, you know, I hope that I can live out my life, my, the next 15 years, 20 years hopefully, and, and I hope I can do that and never hold another grudge. Never get, get angry to the point that I sin. Amen? With my mouth. Amen? I hope, I, I, I pray that every day because I know my nature. I know my nature and I have to crucify it every day or I won't wear these new clothes. Amen? And then the second garment is kindness. Kindness. Romans 12, verse 10. Am I going too fast? I'm sorry. But Romans chapter 12 and verse 10, I got a five-hour message, and so I'm trying to get it done in 30, 40 minutes. Amen? I'm a Georgia boy. I talk slow. Okay? Look in Romans 12 and verse 10. The Bible this is not Benny Beckham's words. This, uh, this is not Brother Hooker. We didn't write this. The Holy Ghost of God wrote it. It's God breathed. Amen. Now listen, Romans 12, verse 10. Be kindly, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. God says, Brother Benny, just be kind. Just be kind. It doesn't take much to just be kind. Why do we have to be mean? Why do we have to be hateful? Why do we have to kick and holler and scream at one another? Uh, why can't we just be kind? Because Jesus lives inside of us and he's kind. He was kind to the publicans. He was kind to the sinners. He was kind to the lady that was caught in adultery. He was kind. He was kind. And we are to walk even as he walked. We are to talk as he talked. Amen. And so why can't we just be kind? Look in Ephesians 4 and verse 32. The Bible again says, but be kind. Be kind. Is that optional? See, we don't read the Bible as, as exhortations and commandments. We just read the Bible. And if we want to do it, we do it. And if we don't, we don't. And, and, and how in the world do we get off doing that? Amen. And so listen, be a kind, be kind, be kind one to another. Tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven. I, I have had men to say, Brother Beckham, I, I don't want to be weak. I don't want my family to think I'm weak. Well, just be angry then. That's weak. Anybody can blow their top. Anybody can just, just kick and scream. But it takes a risen man, a saved man, a man that loves God to, to, to be merciful and to be kind to one another. Amen? It takes a real man to do that. I'll say it again. It takes a real man. It takes a real lady. To do those things. And so, but be kind one to another. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. 
Even as God, for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. Look in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 and 7. The Bible says, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Are you listening? Is it seeking in you to your hearts? Amen. Ah, oh, come on. Is it in? Is it seeking in? Or do I need to start over? Huh? Do I need to start over and preach that, that little bit again? Because the second, the second garment, first garment, mercy, second garment, kindness. And then the third garment, humility. Oh, I told you it was going to get harder. Amen. Just be humble. Look in Matthew 23 and verse 12. The Bible says, And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be a base. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Just be humble. That's not a weakness either. That's a strength. It's a strength to be humble. And, and, and I'll tell you something else. It is, it's being like our Savior. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Just be humble. Look in Ephesians 4 and verse 1 and 2. Don't you like this scripture? Don't you like the word of God? Boy. We got so much of this interpretation preaching today. We don't need interpreters. We need preachers. We need men that just will preach the book. Uh, walk worthy, Ephesians 4, 1 and 2. Walk worthy. Walk worthy. Is that an option? No. That's a command from God. Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. That's humility again. Look in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. The Bible let, says, the Bible says it now, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory. Independent Baptist needs to put this on, on the front door of every church. Amen. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. I remember as a young preacher, uh, Dr. Howes uh, uh, wrote a poem. I guess he wrote the poem. I, I was told he wrote the poem. Is that true? He wrote that poem on others. Uh, uh, others. I remember memorizing it. I wish I, I, wish I had kept, kept it in my mind. Others. It, it, it's a tremendous. But I got something even better than that. The Bible says it. Amen. And, and I love Dr. Howes, but let me tell you, I'd much rather have 
the words of Jesus, the words of God. Amen. And I'm going to read it to you again because you really enjoyed it, didn't you? Uh, let, let nothing be done through strife. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Just think about others. Just think about others. And that way, because when you get down in the dumps, you're going to want somebody to think about you. So we need to just think about others. Look in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. Boy, this is good. I love it. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6. The Bible says, don't you like that ring? The Bible says, humble yourselves. Is that an option? No. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that, ye, that He may exalt you in due time. You humble yourself. You get rid of those old clothes. Don't you wear those things. You humble yourself. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And you let the mighty hand of God do, do, do a work in your life. Amen. You can't do this in the flesh, but you can do it in the spirit. You can do it under the hand of, of the mighty God. Amen. And then I want you to notice the fourth garment is meekness. What does meekness mean? What does it mean? It means gentle. Tender, humble, mild, considerate. <laughs> Meekness has a humble state of mind about it. But this does not mean the person is weak or cowardly or bowing. Some of the strongest men in the world that I know are meek men. Some of the greatest ladies I know are meek-spirited. Amen? And church, listen, let's, let's, let's be meek. And I'll say it to you men again, it doesn't mean you're a coward. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you're less a man. I, uh, I, I have a grandson that would rather fight than eat when he's hungry. He just likes to fight. And, and, and he likes to fight so much, he, he'll, he'll pick a fight. And I said, son, you need to learn to be meek. Meek? Yeah. You just need to be, when somebody pushes you, say, I love you. And just grab him and hug him. Granddad, I'm in high school. <laughs> really, Granddad? I'm, I'm going to hug him? 
yeah, I'll hug him okay. I said, no, 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 no. Just when somebody downgrades you, turn, turn. I wasn't going to do this. Look in Matthew chapter 5. I got to show you this verse. This verse, oh my. This verse here is, it changed my life some years ago. Matthew 5 verse 44. Mm. 544. I, I really didn't want to read this verse, but God says uh, they need it, give it to them. Okay? Look in Matthew 544. Jesus is talking here. He said, I say unto you, love your enemies. Love them. Love them. Just grab him and hug him. And I know this crazy day, people might think you, you know, but, 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 but love them anyway. Hug him anyway. Because you know you're not. Amen? And so, so just hug him anyway. Love your enemies. Jesus said to. And then he says, uh, bless them. Bless them that curse you. You know what that means? That means I, I tell folks when somebody's cursing you and downgrading you and eating you for breakfast, dinner, and lunch, let me tell you what to do. Uh, look up here. Look up here for a moment. Uh, you know what to do. Make them some brownies. Make them a cake. Make them a pecan pie. Make them some banana pudding. And take it over to their house. And ring the doorbell. And don't leave it there. You wait until they come to the door. And when they come to the door, you say, I love you. I have made you a cake. And you give it to them. Boy, I don't get no amens on that, do I? Oh, my soul. You've been amening pretty good tonight until we got on this. Uh-huh. You just put that old rag back on, didn't you? Uh, get that rag off now. You 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 to be loving. You to be meek, and you to be humble. Okay. And the Bible says Jesus said it. I I didn't say it. Uh, 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 bless them. Bless them. One lady, honestly, she said to me, "I'll take it over there, and when they open the door, I'll push it in their face." <laughs> I said, "Shame on you." Oh, shame on you. God's gonna spank you good. You best better go home and get on your knees. She said, blah, 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 and walked out. One guy told me, jokingly, I hope. He said, yeah, I'll make a cake. I'll put rat poison in it. <laughs> I said, look, I had, I had to kind of rebuke them because they were making little jokes about this. I said, folks, this is not joking time. Jesus said this, and, and some of you, and I said, I, 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 you know, with a smile on my face, love in my heart, of course. Uh, I just said, look, this is not a joking matter, amen? Ah, boy. And, and so make them a brownie, make them some cake, uh, um, put some ice cream in there and take it over to them, amen? And then it says, do good to them that hate you. 
That's what the book says. Amen. Do good to them. And then it says, and pray. And pray for them which despitefully. Ooh. Ooh, that's a spooky word, isn't it? Despitefully use you and persecute you. You pray for them. You intercede on their behalf. And don't you pray a pre, uh, precatory prayer either. Amen. You pray a good, you pray a prayer of blessings upon them. Don't you get on your knees and say, God, kill him. Give him headaches 24 hours a day. Amen. No, 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 no. You, you, you ask God to help them. Amen. Now, is that Bible? That's Bible. I'm still in the book, right? And so uh, we need to wear that, that, uh, that fourth garment there. And then the fifth garment to be put on is long-suffering or patience. And um, that word long-suffering means bearing and suffering a long time. Perseverance, being constant with people. Amen? Steadfast, enduring. It means just put up with them. Easy said, isn't it? And it's easy done if you're in the Spirit. But if you walk with them old rags and you're in the flesh, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Somebody said, but Brother Beckham, this is so hard. And I said, you know why it's hard? Because you're in the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, it won't be that hard. Because you're depending on Him to do it through you. Amen? Yes, sir. It always goes back to him. Amen. Walk as he walked. Walk worthy of God. Walk worthy of the vocation of God. Amen? If we do that, folks, we, this, all of this is fairly easy. And then the number six, that sixth piece of garment is forbearance. And it kind of goes along with long-suffering. Forbearing means to hold back, to put up with, to refrain, to bear with. And, and you're just able to do that because you are walking with the Lord. And, 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 and I'm, going, I'm going through my notes because I want, I want to get to a particular part here in closing tonight. And, <coughs> and then the seventh garment is forgiveness. That's where I wanted to get. But I had to go through all that other garments to get to this one. Now, I've been told, I've been told by risen people, Christian people, they say, Brother Beckham, I will forgive him. I will forgive her. But Brother Beckham, I don't know if I will ever forget what they have done. Well, biblically, if you haven't, if you have biblically forgiven them, you won't bring it up again. Because we are to forgive as God forgave. And at the age of 16, sitting on a 
front pew in a little Southern Baptist church in Georgia on the corner of I and Ella Street in Brunswick, Georgia on a Sunday morning, a giant of a man got in the pulpit, preached the gospel, and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And at that very moment that I repented of my sins and called upon Jesus to save me, at that very moment, Jesus Christ uh, uh, stamped upon my soul no condemnation. And He's never mentioned my sins Again, now he'll he'll bring up my present sin, but he, brother Benny, got a clean plate, buddy. Amen. And that's and and the Bible says that we are to forgive as God has forgiven us. So we are. Quit bringing it up. That's why the marriages are falling apart, because you can't forgive and forget everything. You want to bring it up. Something happened 20 years ago. Do you remember? We, don't, we, we shouldn't be remembering. Forgive as God forgave. Amen? God gave me, I told the preacher, God gave me a lot of discernment. I didn't use it right back as a young preacher. But boy, I can say certain things. I can just see it all over the church. That's the reason I want to, sometimes I, 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 I would rather preach with my eyes closed. Because you see so much, you know. That elbow in the husband's rib. Boom. <clears throat> Other words, he's preaching to you. <clears throat> and then she then he goes. You know what all that means? I know what all that means. I've been dealing with Baptists for fifty one years. I know what all that means. Men walk, they walk in like this and they walk out like this. <laughs> you know why? They want to remember everything. Amen. But we are to forgive as God forgave us. Amen. Yeah. Yes, sir. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And then that last one. Let's. Usually I get an amen right there. But that last one says, above all these, above all these things, just put on charity. First Corinthians chapter 13, in closing tonight, if you'll turn to the love chapter with me. First, first Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter. You want to know what love is? I'm getting ready to read it to you. Charity, verse 4. Charity. Love suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity faltereth not itself. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemingly. Seek if not her own, is not easily provoked. Think if no evil. 
but rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. That's the book. Are you wearing the new clothes? I hope you are. Because it's not an option. It's a command. And if we're going to have revival. And I believe, Pastor Hooker, we have had a touch of revival. Just a touch. But some have had more revival than others because they were willing to take off those clothes publicly. And some of you did that last night. Put, that, put aside that old anger and that wrath. And um, tonight I hope that you have put on these new clothes. Amen? And that you'll continue to wear the new clothes. Continue to glorify the Lord. Now, you, you said, Brother Beckham, you just don't understand. How deep, how deep he hurt me. How deep she hurt me. I always take the church back to what I said in, in the beginning of the sermon. What if Jesus had that attitude? Because folks, our sin hurt him too. It took him all the way to Calvary. And he died. Yeah. He was hurt. See, he came to die for, our, for us. And we turned our head. We esteemed him not. We turned our head. And I know that person that hurt you may turn their head. And I know they may be very hateful to you. And they may have done hurting things to you. But if you're risen with Christ, you have no choice. You've got to do it. To, 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 you've got to do what the Bible says to have the blessings of God upon your life. Amen. You got to. You got to let it go. That's what Richard said to me for three years. Dad, you got to let it go. You're not the man that raised me. You didn't raise me like this. Dad, you got to let it go. And, buddy, church, that day that I let it go it felt like a like I said last night 
a million pounds have been lifted off of me. Where at one time I wanted to hurt this guy. And now I am hugging him. And I'm saying I love you. That's what God the Holy Ghost can do. As long as you are in the flesh, you will never forgive the one that has hurt you. As long as you're wearing them old rags, you'll never, you'll never do it. You've got to put on them new clothes. And wearing those new clothes, you have the help of the Holy Ghost. And with His help, you can look at the one that has ripped your heart out and say, I love you. Are you there? Can you do that tonight? Can you? Because the invitation is about to start. You may have to call someone. You may have to go... You may have to walk across an aisle to someone. You may have to come on the platform. I've seen, I've seen members walk up on the platform. I'll close with this, this story. It's true. The, this couple walked up on the platform and said to the man of God, we have been mad at you for two years, Pastor. And... Um, and we know you know it because we don't pay attention to what you say. We just come to be coming to get back at you. And the pastor said, what did I do? And they told him. And before they could walk off the platform, the Holy Ghost got a hold of that couple's heart. And I can't remember if it was a man or the lady, but one of them said, we can't do this no more. And they turned around and went back. And I saw the three of them hugging one another. Amen? I've seen them walk across the auditorium. Saw a lady, a young lady at Dr. Daryl Cox's church during that meeting there. Her mother had left her. Left her as a little child. And I won't tell the whole story because it's, it's a terrible story. And now this, this girl is 21 years old. And her mama came to the service. We couldn't even put the people in the building. They were turning away people. Probably the best revival I have ever been in in my life. And I saw this young 21-year-old girl, lady, look over, and there was her mother that had ripped her heart out as a baby. They had not spoken in years. And I saw this girl, this young lady, 
walk over and tap her mama on the shoulder. And her mother turned. And I was watching it. She didn't know what to do. The girl really didn't know what to do either at that moment. And then all of a sudden, the sweetness of heaven fell down upon those two. And they got it right. Wow. If we could just get to that point that we can do that. Amen? Whatever, whoever. It may be a circumstance. It may be a person. Forgive her. It's not worth it. Amen? Confess it. Get it out. Especially moms and dads. Because the children is watching. The children. I didn't realize what I was doing to my boy. It tore his heart out to see his dad going against what I taught him. It's not worth it. Amen. I love you. Father.